I once went on a few dates with a bodybuilder. Mm -hmm. Like Dr. Frankenstein? (laughs) 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 Fuck you, that was really funny. Good morning, friends, and welcome to Hamburg Lore, the show where we explore the weird characters in history that's used to sell you food and other garbage. I'm your host, Cam Koenig. And I'm Dadaist sandwich artist, Nathan Brandt. Uh, uh, and today we're joined by our good, good pal, Caroline. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be here. It's going pretty well. Hell yeah. Even after Nate's weird fucking Dadaist bullshit, I, there's probably going to be more than that later. I just had the thought today, I was just like, Subway just got away with saying sandwich artist, didn't it? Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, if you're if you're in our Discord, you definitely know our guest for for saying very funny things in response to it, the dumb that things true. that we yes. say. Yes. You also do like smart writing and stuff mm. like that, <laughs> like a real Correct. a real adult. Yes. <laughs> when yeah. you're around. Which we are not. Um, Ew, dude, I'm eating candy at 6 p.m. I host a fast food podcast, dog. Mm-hmm. I understand. Speaking of fast food, though, Caroline, what's your favorite fast food item? Okay, so I've been thinking about this. I think the truth is that my favorite fast food is a Little Caesars grab and go pizza. Yeah, fuck yeah, we stand a hot and ready in this house. I like my pizzas like I, I like my pizzas like I like my partners, hot and ready. Dude. <laughs> 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 I think Little and no Caesars. Seems, I think Little Caesars. It seems like. Some people have really bad ones near them, and some people have really Mm -hmm. good ones. And I live in a big city. There's high turnover always. It's always fresh. So it's like hard to argue with. I would say my second favorite fast food is the McChicken sandwich, which is the dollar menu McDonald's sandwich. That thing is like way better of of value than you think like that is a good ass dollar chicken sandwich yes it really is got the lettuce (laughs) yeah like it's it's weird it shouldn't be good but i will rip those fuckers apart dude like oh my god i have some news regarding favorite fast food items yes Mm -hmm. Um, nathan brandt uh the floor is yours uh since our last recording uh for various reasons I am not vegan anymore. So yeah, I've seen Scott Pilgrim. You ain't special. (laughs) (laughs) The devil's cream is now open to me. Yes, I can now enjoy the devil's cream. I still am not eating meat, but I can get a cheesy gordita crunch with potatoes. Yeah, bitch. And guys and and gamers and gamers. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember. I have I've come back to God's light. <laughs> Welcome. It's good to have you. I've always told people uh, like verbatim that the cheesy gordita crunch is a religious experience. I do stand by that. Um, it's just like it. It always just is there when you need it to be. And it's way better than it has any right to be. The first time having it in eight years, yeah. I was like. like like when a when a movie has like a twist happy ending where you think it's gonna be sad and you're like oh 
that's me <laughs> right now. <laughs> so, well, uh, speaking of the cheesy gordita crunch, um, today we're going to talk about raisin canes. Whoa! All right. Um, I love the dynamic that I never know what Cam's reports are going to be, and Cam never knows what mine are going to be yeah. unless we think they might do them. Right. I always I like there's part of me that wants to check, but also you don't fucking eat chicken. So I felt like this was fair game. Right. Fair game, so to speak. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. See the smart people on the show. When we had you on VGRS, we were talking about fractals. Yeah. <laughs> now you're talking about animal husbandry. We need to stop inviting smart people on our show. This is bullshit. Um <laughs> No, I, I, I wanted, I was like, maybe I can, oh, speaking of McChicken, I'm like, no, it's a chicken restaurant. I can't do that one. Anyway, um, I, I love Raisin Cane's a lot. It's really good. Um, it's like very, very simple in terms of what they offer straight up. It's just like chicken fingers and crinkle cut fries and like Texas toast and straight up the best like sauce I think I've had anywhere in like a fast food place it's so fucking good um if there's one near you you should go to it you deserve it treat yourself that's what i was just about to say is that i'm from michigan we don't have any of those in michigan mm -hmm. but when i moved to uh nebraska they're everywhere <clears throat> and i was like what is this cool chicken place with like pictures of dogs everywhere yeah. this shit is cool and then like all of their commercials are like one love yeah <laughs> shit and like and then I, I like obviously I don't eat chicken, but their French fries fucking slap. They slap, and that their fucking lemonade, dude. Yeah, is good. Oh my dude. god. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have one around you, do it. That and like their sweet tea. Well, they're they're from Louisiana, like they're Louisiana based business. So like if they fucked up the lemonade or sweet tea, I feel like they just get run out of the state. But I, this this report started out as like a. Hey, that's a dog. Let's talk about that kind of thing. And then it just kind of my whole shit. Yeah. And then it just kind of turned into a, Hey, I just learned some things. So I'm just going to share them now. Um, <laughs> I don't really have a narrative for this one. So strap in. Um, I think the mascot for Raising Cane's fucking rules. Cause it is a dog with sunglasses. That is my report. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I, I yield, <laughs> yield my, my time. time. This might be um, the camera shit that's ever been said on the show. The dog with sunglasses. Dude. Yeah. yeah. And it is specifically the owner's sunglasses because it is a real dog that has lived. Um, it is the owner's dog uh, that was literally named Raising Cane. Mm -hmm. Um, originally the restaurant was going to be named sock eyes, like S O C K E Y E apostrophe S, uh, cause the CEO I'll get into a little bit later, but he like to raise money to open the store, uh, took a job in Alaska fishing for sockeye salmon. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was like, I, this is not making a connection right. with, with the chicken for me. No. And that's a, why would you name a chicken restaurant after a type of fish that's stupid welcome to cod's chicken <laughs> like, <Right. what? laughs> welcome to welcome to swordfish's game foul hello welcome to tilapia chicken uh <laughs> tilapia chicken just sounds like one of those fucking like shitty ai generated something <laughs> you it know? sounds like an avatar the last airbender where all the animals are doubles <gasps> yes. yes yes that's a tilapia chicken <laughs> I wanted to swim and walk at the same time. Yeah. 
This is a swordfish turkey. <laughs> Original idea, do not seal. I kind of want to hang on to that. It's like just another screen name to keep. Anyway, um, <laughs> they've, uh, yeah, uh, thankfully, whenever he wanted to name a restaurant that, his friend stepped in and was like, hey, fucking stop, dude. What the fuck are you doing? And thankfully, that's good. Uh, they've kept this uh, legacy ongoing. Thankfully, as read, which I will now read you uh, this bio page, uh, at raisincanes.com slash y dash dog. Go to somegoodshows.biz slash y dash dog. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. We haven't set that up yet. <laughs> there are uh, there are three Raisin Canes. Um, Raisin Cane the first, born 1992, passed away 1998. The original Cane and Raisin Cane's namesake. He was a friendly yellow lab who loved to just be around people and would wear just about anything, including... Todd sunglasses, which is the, the picture of the dog with sunglasses. Raisin Cane II, uh, 1999, uh, passed away recently in 2016. A beloved mascot and certified pet therapy dog, which I think is really cool. Yes. Yes. Um, who like regularly just would go visit like hospital patients and would hang out in like the pediatric ward. Um, I have I used to work in a hospital um, and I would, I, I did like it and I would have to go and like, you know, fix things in like pediatric ward sometimes. And I had to be in there. I, I was in there one day, uh, whenever like the therapy dogs came through and like, oh man, just like seeing a bunch of like sick kids, like just lose their mind because there's a dog there to play with them. Tightest shit of all time. Yeah. Unexpected dog appearance yes. is top tier shit just like god tier no matter what i didn't know there would be a dog right. here. it's so powerful I didn't have time to prepare it's really like when you're outside taking a walk and somebody walks by with a dog and you have to do yeah. a calculus of like how much can i ignore this person yes and how much can i love their dog at the same yep. time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you're like Oops, I've been watching this dog poop. Yeah. <laughs> for like five minutes. In Chicago, in Chicago, I always did that where I was just like, you know, admiring a dog and just being like, I'm just watching poop exit this living thing for a while, aren't I? Um, and then uh, currently we have Raisin Kane the third, um, who was born in 2017. So still pretty like about five years as old. Um, Raisin Cane the third continues the legacy of Cane one and Cane two. She loves visiting Raisin Cane's restaurants and receiving belly rubs from crew members. Follow her adventures on Instagram at Raisin Cane three. Raisin Cane two and Raisin Cane three were all like adopted from local shelters in the place where the hometown is, which I think is rad. Oh, cool! So it's not it's not an actual it's lineage. not like a lineage thing. They just like congratulations, you won the fucking basically the yellow lab fucking jackpot. Yeah, this is like the Princess Diaries. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I think that's cool. I think that's rad. I like the fact that they adopted and all that stuff. Um, as far as like, you know, multimillionaire CEOs go, you could do a lot worse than this guy. Honestly, yes. like you're always going to find some wrong stuff with people who make that much money. Like how they make that much money. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I do also like that he found the ultimate excuse to get to take his dog to work. He was yeah. like, my dog yes. is my work now. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so smart. They have one international location and it's in Kuwait, but no dogs appear in the branding just because like culturally over there, like dogs are not as important. Um, they're just kind of largely there's like higher rates of rabies. And I know in like Muslim culture, like dogs are not as like beloved and things like that. So it is just raising canes, but like has no like dog imagery or anything there, which I think is interesting. 
So it's just like what, like the biblical Cain? Sure, yeah. Cain was raised on chicken fingers. And that's how he killed Abel. <laughs> he beat him to death with a chicken finger, actually. Uh, yeah, that's why God put a mark on him and said, you and your kin will wander for forevermore. Because <laughs> his chicken was so good. That's so good. Eat shit Chick-fil-A. And it just tastes way better. They actually season it anyway. You know it's pickle juice. Fuck off! Uh. <laughs> Uh, so, so the founder, uh, Todd Graves, he still serves as the CEO of Raising Cane's. Um, he originally submitted the business plan for Raising Cane's uh, in a business plan business plan writing course that he was taking in college, um, and received a C minus for it. Um, <laughs> worth noting on their website, it says that he quote received the worst grade, which like, all right, dude, shut the fuck up. It's fine. Like, I know you want to act all like I did this myself. We pulled ourselves up from our bootstraps. You're 80% the dog, buddy. Chill out. <laughs> yeah. But like investors also did not give a fuck about this chicken finger restaurant at all and just were like, nah. And but he was like really dedicated to it. So he took a job working in a Louisiana refinery and eventually as a salmon fisherman in Alaska, raised some money. Um, him and his partner, Craig Sylvie, got a small business loan, built a restaurant and then, you know, chicken happened. Business partner or partner partner? Uh, business partner. Gotcha. I was like, if this is a gay chicken joint, then I'm going there every day, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck vegetarian. Yeah, this is this is the, this is like if Breaking Bad didn't end bad for Gus. <laughs> Spoilers? I don't know. Um, <laughs> it was like an overnight success. Granted, they built it like across the street from LSU, and college kids love chicken fingers. I whenever I had a job that had health insurance, um, my Raising Cane rewards card, I just threw it in my wallet and couldn't find my health insurance card because I put my Raising Cane's card in front of my health insurance card. Um, so if that says anything about me, um, it, it does. Anyway, um, they on their first day in 1996 stayed open until 3.30 a.m. because they were so like wildly successful, which like fucking good for you dude yeah i don't really have a narrative at this point but there's like a few things that i discovered that like were sort of recent that i wanted to talk about that are weird um, okay todd graves has a tv show kind of it's a discovery plus 10 part docu-series called restaurant recovery right um, which is Todd traveling to 10 family owned restaurants to basically like help them out during the pandemic. If you've seen like bar rescue or like kitchen nightmares, like a positive spin on kitchen nightmares. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Um, More like the British kitchen nightmares. But yeah. yeah, it's like very similar to that. Like uh, the trailer, I watched it because I'm not going to fucking watch the show. I don't care. Um, the trailer is really fucking dramatic because of course it is. It's a trailer um, and it, it, it does focus like for a not is in a not insignificant amount of time about how uh, successful racing canes is, which I think is funny. <laughs> like I get it. You have to like establish Todd as like an expert here to help people out. Um, but also like in the trailer, they focus a lot on, Hey, we made your store look pretty, <laughs> which is some like Nathan for you shit. <laughs> I like could not get that out of my head. Like, <laughs> We gave all the tables little skirts. Yeah, like <laughs> I, there there are some like points in it where he's like, hey, like I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going to like 
financially help you out because like clearly he like has enough money and like is actually like invested in helping people out you know doing local family businesses you know like his is um but you know i'm i'm not gonna watch it so whatever what's his last name graves g-r-a-v-e-s so we could have raisin we could have had raising graves yeah are you kidding me yeah you still could a spooky chicken place we still could yeah Okay, here's the thing. I know we have a fresh unvegan in the call, but yes, yes. doesn't Raisin Graves sound like something PETA would do? Yeah, and like they'd be does. across the street from Raisin Kings? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. The Westboro Baptist Church of Food. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Huh. They like uh, one of these days I will do an episode on PETA. Yeah, we it's like just talk about PETA. It's like, like and PETA too. Like what? Yeah. Um, it's like that goop. I want to do an episode on goop so mm. fucking bad, um, oh. dude. I know the Jeremy Renner app. We're gonna do one on. I'm gonna do one yeah. on. Yeah, the Chris Hemsworth app. I didn't know that existed. Um, I yeah, feel bud. like I feel like Peta would get into NFTs. And then not realize the irony of that and get very mad when people pointed it out. They're like, no animals died in the making of this NFT. Right. It's like, cool. But the place they live did. Um, (laughs) And you will, too. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Do you remember when they protested Mario in the Tanuki suit? It's just like, bruh, Tanuki's ain't real, dude. (laughs) So many dragons die every year. (laughs) Like, dog, what do you mean? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. Uh, uh, on January 1st, 2020, uh, Todd Graves did an AMA or an Ask Me Anything on Reddit that was largely seen as, quote, disastrous and considered by some as, quote, the worst AMA ever, um, where he dodged, like, almost every question. What? <laughs> including ones ranging from his stance on LGBTQ rights to Donald Trump to... His opinion on knockoff cane sauce. (sighs) Like there was like absolutely no like rhyme or reason why he was very flaky about some of the stuff that he was on it. And so people were left more confused than anything. The very next day, an official representative from Raising Cane's issued a statement saying that, yeah, actually somebody got into our Reddit account and impersonated the CEO on Reddit. Oh, oh. For goodness sake. Yeah, we're working on we're working with Reddit to delete the post. Uh, The Reddit AMA moderators moderators issued an additional statement on top of that, stating that, like, yeah, that's actually seems to be the case because we asked for verification on identity from this person and we never received it. Oh, (laughs) I just thought that was very strange. That's super interesting, though. I guess it's called ask me anything. It's not called I tell you stuff. You know? Totally. Yeah. You you get to ask me and I say, hmm, question. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. How thought-provoking. <laughs> it's called raisin canes, not raisin questions. Next question. Yeah, I know most of these words. Good, good, great job, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are literate. Congratulations. It's called Reddit, not answer. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, And my final point thing here is that in 2021, as a response to the, quote, labor shortage, which is a fucking stupid word term thing, maybe just treat people better. Anyway, um, Raising Cane's uh, sent corporate employees to work in restaurants for jobs ranging from recruiting uh, more employees to 
a lot of them actually being trained and like working as fry cooks and cashiers, which I think is rad. Um, largely the motto of the company from the top down, like leadership wise, obviously they have that like one love thing, which mm -hmm. like a lot of largely a lot of the things that you see from their leadership and they kind of tend to walk the walk, which I really do appreciate is just that we're all in this together. Like Todd says that a lot during like the trailer for that show. Um, one of their executives who like made the announcement that like, you know, corporate staff were going to be basically expected to work in restaurants during like times whenever they were trying to figure things out. Like he basically said, like, yeah, we're all in this together. Like the company like survives based on people who are kind of at the bottom. And so the fact that they were uh, I, I didn't really hear like a lot of backlash. I know there was that like DoorDash thing that came out recently where uh, DoorDash used to have this thing where if you worked for DoorDash, you were expected to do at least one dash per month. So like one delivery order per month. And they mm -hmm. paused that because of the pandemic. And then they resumed that pretty recently. And a lot of like software engineers were like, I didn't sign up for this shit. This is fucking stupid. And I'm like, all right, you just don't let the fucking door hit you on the way out. It's fine. Right. Um, I think that's neat that there wasn't really like a lot of uh, like a problem with that. It was just a thing that happened and they learned from and it. Yeah. Everybody like everybody was like, yeah, all right, let's let's just fucking let's go make some fucking chicken. And I think that's cool. Yeah, because like, you know, no ethical consumption, blah, blah, blah. Totally. And like there's going to be companies <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> I live in the middle of the country. And it's cool if, you know, my girlfriend wants to go get a filet of fish. There ain't no fucking lakes in this whole state, I think. <laughs> yeah, like, like <laughs> largely, like, I, I went into this expecting a lot worse than I actually found because, like, just the expectation. Like, the dog is racist or something, <laughs> yeah. That's what it was like with fucking Captain Morgan. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, I was expecting a lot worse just from, like, a leadership standpoint, just because, like, you look and see very successful like chain food restaurant pretty rich white ceo in the state of louisiana like you just kind of like there are some signifiers draw the connections in your head and it's kind yes. of nice to see that like i mean there's probably some stuff that people don't know about because there always is but it's nice that it's not like outwardly terrible in a way and there's and there's stuff to be said too about like you know, one love is a Rastafarian exclamation right, of right. like of like unity. And it's sort of like, is that gross or cool? I don't even know, man. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I'm not the one to be able to say it, but it is still like on the good side of it. It's like, well, if that's what you're preaching, like great. Yeah, and like, totally. the, like you said, with the, the, the employees doing that stuff. But on the other end, it's just like. Why did you do that? Why does why is that your your phrase? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't understand why you're is your dog Rastafarian or I don't understand. All dogs are Rastafarian. Yeah. <laughs> I do really like the mental image of just like whatever store manager at Raising Canes gets to come in and like the CEO is working there that day yeah. and they get to be like, if you have time to lean, you have time mm. to clean. You know? Ooh, yes. I love that. Anyway, um, to sum up my report, I moved uh, further away from the closest uh, raising canes for me, and I hurt. Thank you. Yeah. Press F in the chat. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Press thank F you. in the chat. God, it's so fucking good. Holy shit. If you have one near you and you like chicken and you've been meaning to check it out, you should you should go. <laughs> it's really good. Before I forget, I need to say Bob Marley and me. Oh, fuck. Yeah, great. <laughs> good. 
Also, I really like that Cam specified you should only go there if you do actually like chicken. That's important. I mean, if you don't that's like chicken, all they have. This isn't it the place con- for it you to go. It will convert you, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's good chicken. It's good chicken. On that note, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with a. Uh, I I have no idea what Nate has for us, so we'll we'll get into that. You have no fucking idea. <laughs> Great. Great. Patreon shoutouts for this week include Emily Lyon, Jet Set Spy, Pilnock, Nancy Konek, Nene12715, Robert Fortner, Spence, and Stephen Mayfield. And a very warm welcome to new patron, Rena Ramos. Thank you. All right. We are we are back. Um Nate uh ended the break by saying, I am ready, but you aren't. So let's see what's <laughs> up with that, huh? I don't really like true crime. I don't think people that consume it are immoral or anything. It's just the the like the voyeuristic entertainment gained from human suffering sometimes, not always, but sometimes feels gross to me personally. If you like it, hell yeah. Murders are so good. <laughs> Thanks, Nate. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. Put that on a fucking shirt. Yeah. Murders are so good. Some good shows. <laughs> no, that one's getting quoted to just you, buddy. Dude. Dude, a true crime show called Murders Are So Good. <laughs> I sign off on that. That's pretty funny. Um, but it's just not the thing that I choose to consume. Um, and, you know, true crime, contrary to what enthusiasts say, does not make you more apt for real world crimes. Um, if that was the case, I would be so good at every musical instrument because of all the music I listen to. <laughs> um, but uh, that being said, some stories just get up all on your b-hole and make you think about shit dude <laughs> um today i'm gonna be reading just a straight up and down telling of a real thing full stop this all happened and i am not making any of it up oh, no. in fact i just pared down what is on wikipedia because the wikipedia is that exciting to read? Oh, fuck. Okay. Which neither of you are allowed to go to while I'm reading this, of course. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm not going to look this up. So I stumbled upon this by telling, you know, the random wiki page button. Mm-hmm. I was just like, what's, tell me about some stuff, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to Wikipedia. And sometimes it's like, this is a bridge in Germany. And then sometimes, sometimes it shows you the monster with 21 faces. <laughs> What? Oh. Yes. Quick heads up trigger warning. This report will mention suicide one time towards the end, but is is not this is not what it's about. Um, so also, this is a true crime story, full stop. If you're not into true crime stuff, fucking ejecto cedo cuz <laughs> bye. <laughs> but, um, so ahem. Around 9 p.m. March 18th, 19. 19- 84 Mm. two masked men armed with a pistol and rifle later found out to be toy guns used a key stolen from the home next door to enter the home of food company izakai glico's president katsuhisa izakai the home next door belonged to his 70 year old mother is located on the same property so they broke into her house got the key to like the main house Mm. And broke in, and the criminals uh, tied her up with a telephone line. Y'all remember telephone lines? Yeah. Weird. Hmm. Um, <laughs> that, that does kind um, of really date this story, actually. I know, I know, like the coiled, the coiled shit. 
So they retrieved the key from her house and she, she was fine after that, other than, you know, the, the horror of that. Well, sure. Having entered the home of Izaki, uh, the two masked men tied up his wife and eldest daughter this in the same way. The wife offered them money because they're rich and they own the company that makes Pocky. Oh. Oh. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're <laughs> fine. They're fine. <laughs> Or are they? The men replied, be quiet. Money is irrelevant. After cutting telephone lines, the men located Izaki, who was um, like bathing with his two children, uh, his two younger children. And he was abducted naked from his home and taken to a warehouse in Osaka. Three days after his abduction, Izaki was able to escape his captors after breaking free from the ropes they tied him with. However, he had no information leading to anything. Mm. Several weeks after his abduction, a group set fire to several vehicles at the company's headquarters. Then on April 16th, 1984, a plastic container full of hydrochloric acid was just found in the middle of a Glico company building in the same city that um, Izaki was held captive in. Just to say, we're still here. Mm. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> just hydrochloric acid, just a, a little plastic container, just in the middle just, of one of the hey. buildings. Hey, what's on up? On the inside yeah. of, of the, the city that he was yeah. held captive in. I'm oh just, just like, I got your money, Pocky, man. I got your fucking number. One time somebody opened my car and rifled through my glove compartment and took all the things out and set them in descending size order on the passenger Whoa. seat and then and then just closed the car and left it they, they didn't steal it they just uh huh. traumatized me bro just slash my tires yeah right <laughs> like that would like man that would have felt better if they just stole everything <laughs> i was like your butt was here while you Stacked my stuff. God. Your butt was here. Holy shit. And then he left a note that said, my butt was here. It was weird. <laughs> so uh, later on, the monster with 21 faces sent a letter to police saying, and this is the shit that got me so excited about it. Two Japanese police fools. <laughs> are you stupid? <laughs> there are so many of you. What on earth could you be doing? If you're the real pros, try catching me. There's too much handicap, so I'll give you a hint. Uh, there are no fellows in the uh, Izaki's relatives. There's no fellows in the Nishinomiya police. The car I used is gray. Food I bought was at uh, Dae. He's, he's basically saying like, listen, I don't have any connections with the family, the police, or anything like that. The car I used to kidnap him was gray. I bought the food at this place. <laughs> um, if you want new info, beg for it in the newspaper. After Damn. telling you all this, after telling you all this, you should be able to catch me. If you don't, you are tax thieves. <laughs> Damn, yeah, you're saying a cab. This is such a yakuza plot. Yeah. Like yes. Shall I kidnap the head of the head director of the prefectural police? Oh, that is that is the end of that letter. But he's basically saying like. The fuck are you doing? I left so many... Mr. Police, I gave you all the clues. <laughs> <laughs> um, these clues provided no assistance to authorities. They still couldn't do anything. Um, meanwhile, the monster with 21 faces also sent letters to the media taunting police efforts um, to capture them. And an excerpt from one such letter reads, Dear dumb police officers. <laughs> Good. Good. We love an ACAB terrorist. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> 
um, uh, he said, dear dumb police officers, don't tell a lie as, as all crimes begin with a lie, as we say in Japan. Don't you know that? So another letter sent by the monster with 21 faces, which I'm still not over that. That's just the name they decided yeah, for that's themselves. A, that's, that's pretty good name. That's pretty good. Yeah. My band wrote a song called that because it was so cool. God, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it was sent to the newspapers and it read, To police fools! <laughs> Get them! <laughs> you, shouldn't, you shouldn't lie. If you lie, you steal. Why are you lying? Don't hide things. Why are you complaining? You guys are having such a hard time, so I'll give you a hint. I entered the factory from the side staff entrance. The typewriter we used is a pan writer. The plastic container used was a piece of street garbage. Signed, The Monster with 21 Faces. Like, you know, in some crime stories, it's like, oh, we found out what typewriter they use. Yeah. And like, you know, this typeface only belongs to this such and such thing. And so there are 15 people that own this exact typewriter with this color ink and blah, blah, blah. And they were they were dead ass just like sent from my iPhone, bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the monster with 21 faces sent its first letter um, to Glico following the kidnapping and escape of Izaki. The letter also stated that it laced 21 million yen worth of the company's confections with potassium cyanide soda Ooh. and later threatened to put them on store shelves. None of these poisoned candies were found, but the Glico products were removed from stores, resulting in a loss of more than $20 million. Ooh, By the end of the, the whole ordeal, Glico reported a total decrease in sales of nearly $130 million oh. off of a guy saying, I'm going to put your poison products that I have on the shelves. And they went, oh, we don't sell anything, actually. <laughs> Holy shit. And again... <laughs> they didn't do this. They didn't they didn't actually have that that poison stuff this time. Mm. On June 26th, the monster with 21 faces issued a message proclaiming um its forgiveness to Glico and subsequent harassment of the company ceased. So basically they were just like we cost you a lot of money. That's all I wanted. Bye. Which is that's cool. so fucking powerful. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. Before we had Dada sandwich art, now we have Dadaist yeah. corporate espionage. Yeah. Like obviously they did very bad things. That's the tightest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> um, so after ceasing its harassment of Glico, the monster with 21 faces, uh, began targeting uh, Morinaga, another confectionery company, which you may know from uh, such hits as Haichu, oh. one of my favorite mm. candies of all time. Shout out, shout out Haichu. It rules. That mango, <laughs> that mango flavor fucking hits, dude. Mango Haichu is the greatest. That shit hits. Yes. Yeah. I love you both so much for that. <laughs> <laughs> they also they also harassed companies, uh, Marudai Ham Company and House Food Corporation. And House Food, you've definitely seen their products just around at stores, whether it's in like the Asian aisle mm -hmm. or the like, you know, here's where the they, they make that uh, tofu shirataki stuff. OK, that like tofu oh, noodles okay. and stuff. And like, yeah. If you buy tofu in the store, like the pressed, like, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> brick of tofu that is like not appetizing. But if you like tofu, you're like, fuck, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, We're getting the vegan weeds here. Yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> bro. Oh, my God. I was going to do an episode today entitled Nathan Brandt and the Devil's Cream. But I was I'm so tired. I'm so tired from this new job that I started. 
And I remembered this story when I was trying to think of stuff. And I was like, I, I can't, I want to talk about this story and I can't write a story about it. That's better than literally what Wikipedia has. Yeah. So I'm just going to be lazy for once. You don't get some cosmic goosebumps shit from me, but this is me telling you some shit you, I almost guarantee you don't know about, which is cool. Do you ever think about, cause like I, I, I have run into that issue a lot where I just will start reading from a Wikipedia page because what they are writing is way better than I could ever put it. Do you ever think the person who is putting together these like random Wikipedia pages for like random mundane shit is just sitting there like, yeah, this is a fucking banger. I promise they are. Yes. I've, Hell yeah. I've, I've listened to interviews on shows like uh, Reply All with like Wikipedia editors and stuff. And they like they they feel they're like they feel like and they are in a lot of ways, like the custodians of like information in the digital age. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're kind of like, I mean, you know, back in the day in school, it was like, don't use Wikipedia as a source. But like, they really are kind of like the arbiters of truth. Yeah. They're like mini, like mini uh, Snopes. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. In, in some ways. Um, but so the House Food Corporation, um, the Marudai Ham Company, um, which is just a, just the concept of a ham company. Like, I know they exist, but it's still funny to yeah. read, you know? <laughs> Looking, looking at you, boar's head. <laughs> yeah. So in October of 84, a letter addressed to mothers of the nation. It stated that 20 packages of Morinaga candy had been laced with deadly sodium cyanide. After receiving this letter, police searched stores in cities from Tokyo, um, which is on the eastern side, to western Japan. And they found over a dozen lethal packages of Morinaga choco balls and angel pie, <laughs> which like... <laughs> don't yeah safe search on with that yeah that's like the opposite day willy wonka that's the bad golden ticket yeah yes yes this is some slugworth shit for real yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh no one was poisoned but there was poison candy on the shelves however these packages all had labels such as danger contains toxins placed on them <laughs> oh wow <laughs> by the monster with 21 faces holy shit just in stores like you just like i don't even know if i would like i just ate a package of nerds i couldn't even tell you like what the 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 actual product yeah. full product name of what i ate was let alone do i know if it had a sticker on it that said this gonna give you super turbo cancer like, yeah i if i'm eating like a butterfinger or something the last thing i am thinking about is the wrapper i am just shoving that thing down my throat bart simpson style yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i said um they said that 20 packages of candy had been laced with the poison however by the end of february in 85 a total of 21 lethal mm. sweets um were discovered one more than claimed which is like whoa it's 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 hard to be like this is cool but it, yeah but it's just such it's just such a good story and like with with one uh with with one exception and like obviously the kidnapping <laughs> so, um, <laughs> nobody nobody was like hurt throughout any of this and like nobody was poisoned and died from this mm -hmm. um the the majority of the wrongdoings here are against like rich people and police and hell yeah <laughs> 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 talk about your fucking ham company anyway um 
<laughs> on November 1st, 1984, a threatening letter from the Monster with 21 Faces arrived at the Tokyo home of Morinaga Dairy Vice President Mitsuo Yamada to President. You saw our power, didn't you? If you disobey us, we will destroy your company. You will get killed. Jesus. <laughs> decide, decide whether you want to give us money or do you want to see your company destroyed? Tell us in the Mainichi newspaper, either on the 5th or 6th of November, use the missing persons section. Use these words in the reply. Jiro, Morinaga, mother, police, bad friend, meal. Uh, as we said before, we want 200 million yen. Signed the monster with 21 faces. Um, and Morinaga did it. Morinaga responded oh, wow. in November 6th with a uh, thing taken out in the missing persons section saying, um, Dear Jiro, bad friend disappeared. Come back. Warm meal is waiting. So I don't want to glance over that. Haichu gave in to terrorist demands yeah. and paid <laughs> 200 million yen, which is $20 million. If that was today's money. Right. With inflation, it's much more, which is like... That's a, that's, that's a lot of fucking, fucking that's a lot of fucking angel balls, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. You know how much Haichu I could buy with that? Yeah, dude. So two letters from the monster with 21 faces were sent to House Foods, which is the tofu one, on November 7th. Furthermore, Morinaga and company was forced to reduce its current production by 90% the day that the letter was received because they were like, stop, <laughs> we got to figure out what's going on. But they weren't they weren't poisoned or anything. They just sent a letter and was just like, money, please. And they got it. <laughs> um, this was all done in like, you know, secret back alley deals of like get a random guy to bring a suitcase of non-sequential bills blah 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 yeah, you know, that yeah. kind of shit unable to capture the suspect believed to be the mastermind behind 20 monster with 21 faces the police superintendent yamamoto of shiga prefecture died via self-immolation in august of 85 he set himself on fire Whoa. five days after this event on August 12th the monster sent its final message to the media yamamoto of shiga prefecture died how stupid of him. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We've got no friends or secret hiding place in Shiga. It's uh, Yoshino or Shitaka who should have died. So they called out the other, like, Holy the policemen fuck. in the in the areas where they actually were and was just like, oh, what a shame. These guys should have fucking set themselves on fire. <laughs> what have they been doing for as long as one year and five months? Don't let bad guys like us get away with it. There are many more fools who want to copy us. No career Yamamoto died like a man, so we decided to give our condolences. We decided to forget about torturing food-making companies. If anyone blackmails any food-making companies, it's not us, but someone copying us. We are bad guys. That means we've got more to do than bullying companies. It's fun to lead a bad man's life. Signed, The Monster with 21 Faces. <laughs> Holy fuck. It's fun to lead a bad man's life. It's so iconic. I want that tattooed on my eyeball, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Holy shit. After this letter, the monster with 21 faces was not heard from again. The statute of limitation for the kidnapping uh, ran out in 95. The statute of limitation for the attempted poisonings ran out in 2000. At one point, it was estimated that over a million police officers had worked on the case in some capacity or another over the years, chasing down more than 28,000 tips and investigating nearly 125,000 persons of interest. Wow. However, no suspect 
was ever charged or even arrested. Holy shit, dude. Last section. The fox-eyed man. There's more? <laughs> yes. <laughs> On June 28th, 1984, two days after the monster agreed to stop harassing uh, Marudai Ham in exchange for 50 million yen. I, I love how they're just like, candy? Yeah, give us that big money. Ham? Bah, 50 million. It's fine. <laughs> um, so... Police say they came close to capturing um, the suspected mastermind. And it this really could have been one guy because the only or two guys, at least maximum mm -hmm. uh, or minimum. Right. Because the the kidnappings happened um, and it, there were clearly two men there. Everything else is like 21 pieces of candy got some like potassium chloride or whatever sprinkled in it. And a sticker was put on it that said, this is going to kill you. Mm -hmm. That's that's all that they did. Police say that they came close to um, capturing the guy, the monster. Um, an investigator disguised himself as a Marudai um, dairy employee and followed the monster's instructions, which is a wild sentence, mm -hmm. um, for the money exchange. As he was riding a train to the money's drop point, he noticed a suspicious man watching him. He was described as a large, well-built man wearing sunglasses with his hair cut short and permed. Um, and he was said to have the eyes of a fox. Um, as investigators tailed him from train to train, the fox-eyed man eventually eluded them and disappeared. In a later incident, investigators uh, say they saw the same fox-eyed man again, saying that they potentially were in another you know, secret money deal with house food organization getting paid off to not poison them or not say that they were going to poison right. them or whatever, right? Once again, he was able to elude the police and avoid capture. The end. That's it. Shit. No resolution. Only millions made from just 21 poison candies. It's fun to lead a bad man's life. Holy <laughs> Fuck. This concludes all known lore on the monster with 21 faces. I was like, I, I have thought about this story for like, at this point, probably over 10 years of just in the back of my brain. Every time I see Pocky, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to think about that literally every time now. Yeah. And it's, it's just such a, it's such a wild story of just this by all intents and purposes, a guy comes just out of the blue yeah. and is just like, Hey, fuck you. Give me money. Or fuck you more. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay. And then they never, they, like, until the statute of limitations ran out in, like, 2000, they really didn't have anything. <laughs> That's fucking wild. Yeah. Um... So, like, I, I was telling this story to my girlfriend, Boogie, and she's like, the Zodiac Killer could never. <laughs> I'm like, I know. I know. Arguably a way cooler story. Yeah. It's like some Squid Game shit. That's what I was thinking, too, but I didn't want to be like, it's like Squid Game, everyone. <laughs> Check this out. You know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't want to, like, pitch it as that. But, like, as I was reading this and as I was watching Squid Game towards the end with, like, the stuff where he's like, well, fucking spoilers, but everybody's seen it, literally. He gets on the plane and, like, he gets that call. I'm like... This is like some monster with 21 faces shit. I'm waiting for like some kind of like yeah. cool adaptation. Yes! Um, yeah, I'm I'm actually like surprised I haven't heard this story before. Right? It's so it's like there is a podcast called The Monster with 21 Faces that is it's pretty it's pretty good. It is very chill background listening stuff, mm -hmm. I would say. So if you're interested in this, there's like 
eight episodes of it, kind of like serial style or whatever. They go into way more detail than this because there's a lot more letters and evidence and dealings and stuff like that. But the broad strokes of it are just so fucking cool of just like, what if a guy sent a letter to a ham company and said, give me money and they did <laughs> and that's cool <laughs> um maybe if they sold the whole pig he'd have asked for the whole 20 yeah, million exactly exactly yeah, they fucked yeah, this, up. the monster with 21 different butcher cuts or whatever the fuck <laughs> um so next time you eat pocky or pretz which is the savory version of pocky oh yeah um or if you eat, i don't think mardi ham is around anymore Maybe it's not. Who knows? If you buy tofu at the store, it's most likely house foods. If you get Morinaga stuff, they have haichu. They've got like choco flakes. They've got, I believe, do they do the panda stuff? I don't know. They do dars. Mm. Anytime you look at those things, I want you to think about how just some guy fucked them over and got away That's with it and legally wild. cannot be tried for any of it. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like this is one of those things that this dude, like, is going to just, like, pass away and, like, his dying words are just going to be this thing he sent to, like, a newspaper being like, hey, what's up, fuckers? It's fun to lead a bad man's life. Yeah. Or if, like, that's just, like, in his obituary. Fuck, dude. I I hope that we never learn. I hope we never learn about any of this and that he just got away with... <laughs> A little link kidnapping <laughs> and, some, and, and some and some letters <laughs> like a light treason. <laughs> um, anyway, just remember, kids, learning to write sets you on a path of crime. Murders. So good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, Caroline, thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy to be here. This is delightful. Yeah. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Well, you can find me on Twitter. My name there is Ada Toriot. If you've seen me around, you know what it is. That's right. You know what it is. And um, <laughs> is it okay if I talk about I have a new project that is an adult project? I was hoping that you would. So, yeah. It's an Agatha Christie adaptation that's called Who Did It? Because it's full of people doing it. Yeah. So you get to try to solve a mystery. You get to read some erotica. Um, it's available on itch. It's pinned on my Twitter, so you can find it there. Hell yeah. So what you're saying is in Soviet Russia, the butler does you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that fucking rules. I'm going to go jettison oh. myself into the sun. Yeah, guys, you bye. should for that one. <laughs> Anyway, hey, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> if, you've, uh, if you've made it this far, thank you. Um, if you want to support our whatever the hell this is, I feel like this show changes a lot and like naturally evolves more than the other ones do. So uh, if you're still here and enjoying and listening to this, thank you so much. Um, you know, if you want to support us subscribing on whatever platform you're on, leaving us a rating, you can do that on Spotify now if you're still over there. Um Right. That would uh, super, super help us out. Um, if you liked whatever the hell this ended up being, you know, check out the rest of the stuff we do at, at some good shows on Twitter. Also our Patreon, patreon.com slash some good shows or bigbone.zone. Just throw that into your web browser. That'll take you right over there. We've got some fun perks. You can get access to notes for this show. That's something that you're interested in. Our show art and music is by Zach Russell. Their work can be found at, at Cavity Crew. Go hire them. They're incredible. 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Camdy Man. You can find me on Twitter at, at Victory Position. Thanks again for listening, everyone. And remember, everybody asks, where's the beef? But not, how's the beef?